sing for me with the air we breathe. Sing for me, move the I know it's been a long, long time since the last episode dropped. That's on me. No excuses at all. But if I can make it up to you, we've got episode after episode after episode dropping with the next couple of weeks, including an episode which I will be recording tomorrow night with a very, very, very special guest host. So look forward to that. Keep an eye out. Also, hopefully the blog will be being updated with posts from Michelle's travels abroad, where she currently is, and you know what I'm coming up with next. As always, thank you to Pan Astro for providing music for us. This song I'm using tonight, which is the first time I'm using it, is Sing For Me off of their most recent album, Suburban Blues, which for now, for a very short while, will be their most recent album. So check them out. Panastral.com, Panastral on iTunes, Panastral on Bandcamp, Panastral on SoundCloud, and wherever you find your music online. Again, thank you, Panastral. From there, there's not much to, I guess, get into here. I was sort of sick when we recorded this, so please forgive my coughing. And the reason it's also short is because by the end of it, I couldn't stop coughing, and you could barely hear me. I've got some more points that I wanted to discuss, but I'll get to those in the next episode or two. But for now, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. And please enjoy. It's like a cultural identifier. Not always, at least for my experience, and we we talked about religion in my own religious experience over, you know, my time growing up. Mm -hmm. And but to me, it was always like this safeguard um, against uh, too much criticism from other people, as opposed to trying to be above other people. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people use it to be above other people, but for myself. You know, the, like few times somebody asked me like point blank, oh, are you a Christian? And, you know, it was just sometimes it was easier to just say, yes, I do identify as a Christian because that's an uncomfortable conversation yeah. because it is so important in our culture. Uh, you know, the United States over over its history 
and the way we think about our history and how that's changed over the last two centuries. Like being a Christian was wrapped up. It was part and parcel for what it meant to be an American. And I think that's still very integral for a lot of people that the two go hand in hand. And we've talked about that as well, mm-hmm. that it's it's political posturing as much as it is like a personal identification. Yeah, you'll just hear someone kind of lob in with like, I'm for this and I'm for that. And I'm a Christian. Like, what? Wait, what? What do these things have to do with any of the other things you just discussed? Right. I was talking with a guy at work last week. And it's always kind of funny because he'll like, he'll start in on what he wants to talk about. But then he'll kind of like dial it back and like make sure it's okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I'll tell you what. I'm a Christian. Are, are you a Christian? And I was like, I, it's tough to like, like explain, like, but go ahead. Like, I don't, I don't mind. And, <laughs> and just saying, oh, you know, I, I don't go to church and I, I believe God's there with me. I believe in heaven and hell. And I just, I don't believe in like religion necessarily, but I do believe that I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus. And I was like, all right, all right keep going. Okay. <laughs> and just like all this stuff. And he like looks at me for a second, waiting for me to either like, I don't know if agree with him or tell him he was crazy. And I was like, no, I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if if your faith, religion, whatever, is a net positive, not only on yourself, but on the people around you, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And he like goes, right, right. And I was like, yeah. He's like, so, it's like, so what are you? And I was like, I don't know. It's like, I guess if you want to boil it down to something, I'm like technically agnostic, but I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. And I, and that's kind of how I've come to label myself over the years too, uh, is as agnostic that you know there's there is all the potential that there is something out there mm-hmm. above us but i don't think we have the capability to understand it and we certainly have uh over the course of human history now demonstrated that we uh <laughs> <laughs> are good moral subjects uh, because of how we judge and you know uh, destroy other people that don't have the same beliefs as us so i like your point too of like just not understanding because i told him i was like hey I don't understand enough about actual science when people tell me, like, what's going on in the universe around me. So I'm not about to sit uh-huh. here and go, yeah, I don't get that. But I definitely know there's no, like, higher power like the, on some plane that I can't even understand. Uh, uh-huh. But I, did yeah. t- I think I've told you about this before where I love, obviously I'm a Mark Maron fanboy, but he's talking about, like, atheists and how, like, just in general, atheists tend to be assholes. Because, you know, if some guy's <laughs> off you know, doing this thing and, you know, he's, his faith is helping him be a better person and... and in yeah. regards to Mary, it often talks about sobriety, um, you know, and then someone just comes in and goes, there's no fucking God. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, I, I think that's, um, that's a, a good kind of like mirror to the hardcore uh, religious believers that are like, well, there is a God and you're going to hell. And then, you know, an asshole atheist is like, well, there is no God because there's no proof. So fuck you. You know, it's just like, you guys need to like chill, like, take it down a notch here. Like everybody's allowed to have their own beliefs and you don't need to be a jerk about it. So, uh, and he, he was talking about too, how his wife gives him, like the guy at work was talking about how his wife gives him shit for actually talking to the Jehovah's Witnesses when they come by. And I was uh-huh. telling about my, my own experience with, like, Mormons and stuff, where as long as they're nice, I, in, in general, talk to them if I had time. I get it. They're out there. They're, you know, they're trying to – they think they're helping you out. They're, I think they're helping everybody out. And there's no right. sense in just being a, a jerk to them. Like, 
Or to try, I always like the people that try and outsmart them by going, well, I'm a Catholic, and they'll talk Catholicism with you. They'll talk whatever. Like, they, they know their stuff. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, just let them do their part. And he's like, well, someone's like, oh, that, that's a freaking cult. And I started laughing because I was thinking about an episode of The Simpsons <laughs> where Homer actually joins a cult. <laughs> and Reverend Lovejoy is denouncing this cult in his sermon and talking about, oh, this is nothing but a uh, chance for mind control and is there to just steal your money. And it finishes up with, all right, let's say the Lord's Prayer like 12 times in a row and let's pass the collection plate. It's, like, <laughs> it's kind of just all what you do with it. And that's yeah. where, back to the evangelicals, I think Fitzgerald without trying to necessarily make a point either way, it does seem to kind of come back to this thing where if it depends on how you use it. And if you've got people that are using their influence as faith leaders to really sidle up against you know, politicians, world leaders, business leaders. And, you know, <coughs> at one point, <coughs> excuse me, at one point, you know, trying to, especially in the Reagan years, trying to marry Christian values with, the free market and being against like hippies like all right yeah. all right now we're going a little far here uh, <laughs> capitalism is christian exactly um <laughs> might uh, want to talk to your buddy jesus about that because he might disagree with you <laughs> and then trying to say oh well you know jesus was against uh climate change or it was climate climate science like what in the what? hell are you talking about <laughs> like i don't know if you can say it either way but that's just yeah. It's a patently absurd statement to say something like that. Um, and I know yeah. I've talked about this before. And as much as I, at times, admired Christopher Hitchens' writing and what he had to say, at other times I was like, oh, shut up. Yeah. And, you know, he dubbed himself the anti-theist, saying that, you know, all religion is bad because you, know, you believe in something that's fake. And look at what it's done as far as, like, the history of the Catholic Church, by and large, and stuff like that. But I do think he brought up a good point in one of his essays I think it's letters to a young contrarian. And he's talking about like how people kept saying in class as well, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was a Christian. Dick Bonhoeffer was a Christian. Would they not have been against? And his response was, yes, but would they have been against the things they were against had they not been Christians? Like, no, it's it's more for organization, which I might cut this out because I think we've discussed this before. <laughs> I think we have, actually. That might be a good point. We might need to chop yes. some parts of this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, though, in the evangelicals, how Fitzgerald keeps coming back to this point of, and I almost like we're seeing this now when it comes to almost like every, like, I guess the big two political parties where it's, they have to say what, it's more important to say what they're for than what they're against. And by mm -hmm. the end of the aughts, if you will, the 2000s, the Christian church was starting to realize, oh, we certainly are against a lot more than we're for. And it seems like the Republican Party was trying to change that with, hey, we're not just the party of the rich and, you know, some, some racism. We're the party that's we're trying to, you know, just bring everybody up. But they have no idea how to sell that because really their track record had been lately the party for the rich and uh, Christianity mm -hmm. and also blatant racism. And now uh, Trump came in and was like, aha, no, we're the party of mostly racism and nationalism and rich people and some mm -hmm. lip service to Christianity. It's like, what are you guys for? America? Like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think we're all actually for America, even people that think crazy liberals aren't. Either of us have ever got on 
our podcast and been like, no, nah, we're two extremely centrist, unbiased voices here. It's like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, uh, we don't claim to be that. I I haven't either. So I don't know. I don't know. I I, I hate the label system. Like mm-hmm. the, and a lot of people say that that's kind of like a cop out and kind of a cliche anymore. Well, but it's like, yeah, we we have our biases. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever masked those or tried to. And no, I will say <laughs> bad on did, me we for failed miserably. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> We uh, tried to. With the Moderate Dispatch blog, uh, I guess bad on me for trying to label myself and by extension the other guys who wrote for it. Because, yeah, I'm with you. Like, labels are kind of weird. Uh, I was talking, my stepdad was out here a few weeks ago. And he was trying to, like, ask. He's like, liberal, conservative, left, right. Like, what does it really even mean anymore? And I tr- was like, yeah, that's a good point. And, like, I tried to give a nuanced response. Of, well, it's within, like, or... You know, the current like contextual framework, it's this, that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know, but I'm like, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm like, he's like, what is it? You can't just like call someone a conservative because they say something that you don't agree with. I'm like, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. But I was yeah. just going to say, yeah, bad on me again for saying, oh, yeah, we're the, we're the moderate dispatch. We're centrist. Like, just kind of say what you believe, I suppose. Right. And someone can kind of go, oh, I get it. As opposed to like, now, I find myself to be a moderate liberal. Okay, what do you believe? Moderately liberal things. I see. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, folks out there, I know, yes, we're we're not, uh, I wouldn't say we're shrieking liberals, but at the same time, we're not on here pretending to be some sort of, like, journalists who have, uh, claim no actual bias and are just trying to give the facts as they are. Yeah, no, we're we're definitely spewing opinions. I mean, we try to be as accurate and factual as we can be, but we're we're not journalists. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to even just try and label yourself in or just like root for one specific group or team. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because yes. you know, like I my my voting registration, I'm unaffiliated, but I'm clearly going to be voting for the Democrats. If for the indefinite future at this point mm-hmm. with life and politics being such as they are. Yes. And it's not necessarily because I think the idea of Democrat itself is worth fighting for. It's no. just that I happen to agree with most of the opinions that the Democratic Party represents because I sure as hell don't agree with most of what the GOP is doing these days. So, <laughs> you know, it, so like, you know, other podcasts that I listen to that are definitely more pro-Democrat. Um, and they speak in those very specific terms. I I kind of cringe when those little moments come up because I I don't see myself that way, and I certainly don't try to encourage people to 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 like be that way. Mm-hmm. Like only vote for this party because of X, Y, and Z. It's like you should vote for what you think is right, but always step back and and try and do a self check and wonder: Are these the right moral standards and and beliefs that I uphold? And uh, I hope that come, comes across in our podcast. <laughs> I thought it did, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, also, you just like, I mean, you know, somebody's got to give us a hard time. That's true. I mean, <laughs> That's true. Always. and there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with, uh, you know, getting yes. the mick from some people. So that's totally cool. 
you know, whenever people ask me, like, they're like, oh, tr- trying to prove that, like, I'm biased, like, ah, but would you ever vote for a Republican? I'm like, probably not in, in, like, the current framework of what I'm seeing. I've, re- I've voted for Republicans in the past, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing it now. <laughs> I have before. I can't remember who they were. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I've voted for Democrats. I've voted for Republicans. I probably voted for somebody in the Green Party at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you got to do what you think is right. <laughs> and uh, sometimes the struggles uh, seem more um, all or nothing than others. So these days anymore, it feels like the struggles are all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to go with uh, whatever is going to get the, the GOP and the Trump administration, such as they are now. Um out of power so (laughs) i was just reading a uh, seattle times article where the author was talking or the columnist was talking with dave reichert who is now a retiring uh gop house member who represents a district which is like um it's just a bit like southeast of seattle and it's i mean it's a very like I would say diverse political area. I mean, you've got, there's a lot of manufacturing there. There's aerospace, there's, but there's people that probably work for Microsoft that live there. People work for Amazon. People work for Boeing for that matter. There's a Boeing facility in Auburn. And it's Mm -hmm. also an area that has a lot of immigrants there. So as you might guess, Reichert is considered to be very much a moderate. He is, I don't even know how you say this, but he doesn't disagree with climate science. So you've got that. He's uh, is a free he's a free trade guy, and believe it or not, um, he's also he was the sheriff of uh, Kings County Sheriff at the time when they caught uh, Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer, and had worked on the task force for like twenty years. Wow! So like that's he's mostly famous, I would say, for that rather than being you know a, he's he's been in Congress since two thousand five. But yeah, he's very much a centrist Republican. But reading the interview was kind of funny because it was, what is he going to do? Like, yes, he's retiring from the Congress, but <clears throat> he might run for governor. And I think he might actually have a shot because he is, you know, he checks off the boxes that people like. He, he's likable. He's, uh-huh. uh, yes, he's he, he's in favor of the deficit inflating tax bill that went through. But, wow. you know, he... Well, I guess, like, as far as, like, politics goes for what that jurisdiction holds as far as the, the businesses there, that kind of would make sense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is kind of where when I even have, like, friends that want to do this, like, you don't want to get in these, you know, knockdown arguments about ideologies. Like, if you believe sure. that trickle-down economics works, I'm sorry, we can't really have much more of a conversation. And that's not right. saying like you're an idiot or you're like you're wrong. It's I vehemently disagree with that. I think fundamentally that you know, it goes against everything that you know we know in the study of economics like actually proves. But at the same time, right. like it's there's nothing like terrible necessarily about it. It's just if that's what you believe, there's no point in us discussing it because unless you're unless you you're kind of on the fence. I've I've read about the different trickle down economic theories and stuff like that. Like I've read Jeff Flake's book where he talks about it. you're like oh it kind of changes your mind about them. You're like oh I see they they believe that they're not assholes, but I just I don't think that actually works. I don't know what the yeah. point I was ultimately making and, there. 
No, no, I, that makes me think of something else that I was hoping we could kind of touch on. Um, since it's now February and mm-hmm. it's Black History Month, and uh, you know, I, I've tried to keep that in my mind. I've got a couple of books slated up that I'm hoping to get through, and uh, one of them is a, a book that's kind of making a big splash right now, and I'm looking very much forward to reading it uh, by Rennie um, Ito Lodge, the Why I'm Not Talking to White People About Race Anymore. Um, and I got the title wrong. It's a very long title, and I know I just screwed it up. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it, I, I think that, 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 that concept and those, um, those rigid uh, perceptions of economics, how we can't really have a discussion about it, I think uh, race is one of those things, too. You know, to, to bring up uh, the example, you know, I wrote a short opinion piece about this several months ago when a lot of uh, African-American uh, football players were kneeling during the national anthem and how that is something else that sparked a whole lot of uh, reaction, but I don't think it sparked a whole lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just an example within my own family a couple of days ago, what was on TV? Like, I don't even remember what brought the comment up and um, something like, well, you know, they, I, of the union and uh, showed um, some just uh, not standing and applauding while while Trump was talking, and um, and my dad made a comment about how disrespectful that was and um, how people were not standing during the national anthem. Like he, he drew a connection between the two, and I said, "Well, you know, you're not you're not black." I mean, that's a different life perspective that maybe you don't really understand. Um, and how could you? And he's and he said, your race has nothing to do with the flag. Like, it, like end of conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying. I was trying to 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 say something that was, you know, hopefully non offensive and hopefully thought provoking because it's something that I like to think about sometimes. And he just flat out said, it has nothing to do with that. And I just said, okay. All right. And uh, no more conversation here, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't go anywhere with that. And uh, I think your point about trickle-down economics like being a good idea is a very good example of another, <laughs> like, that you're going to hit a wall on that because it's a belief and, uh, and people are going to think what they're going to think because that's what they think. <laughs> Indeed. And, you know, in regards to trickle-down, you have, you know, how many decades of, I wouldn't even start with a, Birchers, but the Birch Society, then you know, Koch brothers and whoever else, funding academics and uh, funding think tanks to produce economists that come forward and were like, no, our theory works. And I just started listening to the audio, and I'll sh- I should circle back real fast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the anthem protest thing, it's like, I've, I've been able to sort of like explain it to... <coughs> My dad, not that my dad was ever like, what the hell's wrong with these people? But he was telling me like a story. You know, his his friend was like, oh, this is, you know, I'm a veteran. I find this very disrespectful. It's like, <laughs> this isn't about that at all. Like, but because so many people are telling you, yes, it is. Like, well, yeah, we're, as you said, like the past few audiobooks I've listened to have all mentioned that famous, uh, like Moynihan quote, where, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Yeah, Philadelphia didn't like set any cars on fire or go crazy or anything. Well, actually, like that. let me send you this. Did they? 
I don't no. know if it was on fire or not, but um, and again, Philly fans, I'm not trying to like add on or like anything or like say that you're doing stuff that's uh, you know other cities don't do. But there, this is a dead spin. Like they did some interesting things, such as I guess there's an issue with Philly fans uh, scaling like light posts. So. Okay. Um, the city had workers out, like, trying to put, like, Crisco and stuff on them to try and keep that from happening, but I think they gave up, so. <laughs> um, That's kind of clever, though. <laughs> like, I think someone's almost, like, there's just all sorts of stuff that happened. Like, basically, there's the top of light poles nearly died, were serenaded by a fifth floor brass band, which is actually goddamn cool, uh, proposed to a woman holding a 40 of Old English, which... That's class right there. Okay. Overturned a yeah. car. Oh, okay. Uh, a car got overturned. That's ran... standard procedure, though, yes, for yes. a lot of... Ran around naked with an eagle mask. Marched down the street yelling, fuck you, Tom Brady, which, again, like... And I have nothing against Tom Brady, <laughs> but I can understand the sentiment. Uh, stage dive from a hotel awning. That's actually kind of cool. Stage dive from light poles. Uh, stole a light pole. <coughs> Which again, I'm not like this. Is not being judgmental, it's just kind of kind of funny. Stole a tree, ate horse shit. That one's one I'm not really familiar with ever happening. High yeah. fives police, which is cool. Dance the top cars, which is all right. Burn things, maybe don't burn things, but that happens. Looted a gas station, which is probably the least cool thing that happened. Uh, smashed the window at Macy's, set fires and fought each other, which that happens when people are just drunk and. There's just too many people. Yeah, crazy. Went on subway tracks, which again, you can kind of see like this is how the night's going. It's like there more and more drinking. Also, the more and more that uh, when this stuff happens, the uh, assholes among us start to feel more emboldened and come out. And that's again, that's not on Philly fans. That's just on what happens. Yeah. So, so <laughs> but I did like the uh, the brass band thing was cool. And the uh, eating horse shit is a new thing. I, I'm not familiar with that as a uh, post-Super Bowl celebration kind of thing. Way to go, city of love. <laughs> oh.